0: Attention all units. Make a podcast. The SAFD Heat Podcast. Start
1: now. From beautiful downtown San Antonio, deep in the belly of the beast at Public Safety Headquarters, this is SAFD Heat. Here is your host, Woody.
0: And we are back after many months of of an unplanned hiatus on SAFD Heat, I guess. Uh, I'm here solo today, so this is Woody, and normally I'd be here with my partner Joe Arrington, our world-class public information officer who at this very moment is at a convention, and I'm using air quotes for convention only because it's at the beach in Florida, and it's, it's a real convention, but you know what I'm saying. For those of you that go to conventions, uh, he, he'll he be attending very important seminars, I'm sure, but he, it's also a wonderful time, if you can make it, to be in Florida on the beach, is all I'm saying. So uh, you're stuck with just me uh, hosting this episode of SAFD Heat, which I'm here with Julie. Julie Bedingfield from HEB is our first guest today. Hey, Woody. How are you?
1: I'm great. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, this is kind of fun. It's It's been a while. So uh, this podcast is for the field. And we always say by the field, for the field. So over the last few months, we've been getting a lot of requests in the field to bring the podcast back. And the reason we put it on hiatus is, uh, we were just talking about this before we started the podcast, but it was during Omicron, which feels like so long ago, uh, one when that surge of COVID hit, and our department was, you know, really stressed out once again with all, all of the things that we were doing for COVID, that we just kind of put it on the back burner. Um, people weren't really in the mood for it. It didn't seem like at that time, right? A lot of people working a lot of hours, overtime, all kinds of things. But as things have gotten better, all of a sudden now we're getting emails and we're getting folks asking us, you know, hey, bring the podcast back. So. If you want to keep this podcast, San Antonio Fire Department, this is your podcast. And so every show we've done came from a suggestion that we got from you. So you need to send those to us at firepio at sanantonio.gov, firepio at sanantonio.gov. And if there's a subject you want to hear, we'll do a podcast. And if we don't, then this expensive equipment will just stay in my office uh, and we'll find something else to do with it. Um, Also very excited because a little bit later we are going to have in the studio with us, our brother, Albert Pedroza. Most of you probably know that Albert has been out for six months now. And for those of you that don't know, Albert is our photographer, our videographer. He does all the wonderful work that you've seen for years here, all our great videos and stuff. And the man had a double lung transplant and it has gone as well as anyone could expect that to go. And his first day back at work will be today. And he'll be in here a little bit later and we'll be, I'm going to hug him and we'll probably cry. And then we're going to talk about his journey uh, through that experience and all the wonderful support that he's uh, received from his SAFD family. So that's cool, but right now it's we're we're talking to H E B. There's there, there's a big reason that that we invited uh, Julie from H E B in here today, um, but there's a lot of reasons that we all love H E B, and all of us at the department know that H E B offers a ton of support not only to everyone in Texas and and all kinds of organizations in San Antonio, but it feels like you all are our, our private friends here in, in, with the fire department. We, we've, we feel like um, we're special in the eyes of H-E-B, although we know you love everybody equally.
1: Well, we do definitely love you. I, it's always so fun to see one of the engines parked in front of the stores when you're going in. And yeah. anytime I'm in there, if I see, if I see anybody, I try and pay for their groceries. Cause we just, we love y'all's appetites. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I this is putting you on the spot, too, because I don't think you have ever said no to anything that I have asked for from our office. And I know a lot of you in the field that are listening right now don't know everything we do here. Uh, This division is called Media Operations, and it includes the PIO office, but also includes a lot of other things, marketing and PR and, and all kinds of things that come out of this office and you you guys are always there many times i come to you last minute <laughs> right are we the only ones that do that no, or like the whole not, community
1: but, but let's not encourage folks no, to get in don't that do habit, that. Don't no don't do that don't do that no you're not alone woody
0: yeah we do um I, I, I try not to and and it goes down like this someone above my pay grade <laughs> someone i i better be careful someone above my pay grade Will tell me, ask AGB, and I'll get that look on my face that everyone that works with me knows, and they're like, "Why do you have that look on your face?" And I always have to say, "Because, oh gosh, guys,
1: because you're the one that has this to thing.
0: Ask. This <laughs> thing is like in a week, and I'll, okay, I'll call, and you guys always come through. But just so you know, I don't." feel great when I have to do that but oh
1: well don't ever feel that way you are you're not um an email or a phone number that we we screen or roll our eyes at we always we always look forward to to doing anything that we can to help you guys out
0: awesome so this year we're going big Mm -hmm. for an event that's coming up in just a few days uh based around September 11th but before we go there Tell me a little bit about HEB's history with your Helping Heroes program. Like, yeah. did you start that right away after like the first year from 9-11 or when did that come?
1: Yeah, you know, it was, um, well, first off, I, I, we're talking about this. I think we have a really, um, you know, innate relationship with our fire departments. There's typically a substation right down the street from a store. Right. Um, and I think those relationships have always been strong. Um, God forbid, anytime there's a disaster, we're going to be there. We want to support you all so you can do the job that you all are doing. Um, but really our helping heroes initiative started in 2005. Um, more as a way to celebrate HEB's 100th anniversary mm-hmm. of being in business. So See, sh- I didn't know that. Exactly. So we started in 1905 in Kerrville, Texas, um, founded by Florence, Butt. so we like to say we're a woman founded company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're 145,000 partners strong. But when we turned a hundred, um, along with a whole bunch of other things we were doing to um, show our thanks and support for this community that has been with us for 100 years. Helping Heroes was one of the things that came out of that. So a few years removed from from 9-11 and now the National Day of Service and Remembrance, we this will be our 18th year to celebrate, um, honor, recognize and remember um all of our first responders uh, on 911 so we choose this day uh, as a day to you know shine a light on everything you all do but but like you said if it's you Woody or if it's anybody anybody else in, in uniform or yeah. that rolls up to the store that needs something that's 365 days a year you know we're closed 2 days out of the year but every other day we know y'all are out there doing a job that that doesn't stop and so we want to be able to support you guys so that you can do that work
0: so this year well, I remember I've been, I've been here. Um, few more months, it'll be seven years for mm-hmm. me here. So that's still a baby mm-hmm. in the fire department. Same, same at HEB. Yeah, it won't. I, you know, got like it, thirty
1: it, years before at people least, take you seriously. At least fifteen, <laughs> right? I yeah. don't. Even, people
0: ask me how long have you been here now? I'm like, nah, d- never mind. Doesn't matter. Right? Not that long. <laughs> um, but I, I have great memories of, of when you guys would go out and. Um, previous years you would help stations or clean or cook i i remember the year y'all did steaks mm-hmm. and we were just i don't know if you had done that before i was here a different time but everyone was blown away because you just didn't do steaks, do like, steaks. yes <laughs> and all of us that that love one of the, the best parts of H-E-B is, is your meat and your butchers. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, it's just a thing that you don't find in any other market, in any other chain. Mm-hmm. And you you threw down like a lot of steaks, dude. <laughs> I remember, I just remember seeing them. I'm like, oh my God, they're doing this. Like how many for everybody? Like it was crazy. And uh, you, you're all so happy while you're, you know, uh, they're working your butts off.
1: Well, you know, so you're, you're talking about this thing we do, um, our stores have the ability to adopt their stations. Um, so we end up adopting more than 750 stations across the state of Texas. Wow. But when we, when we cue this up for our stores and remind them it's coming, not that they need to be reminded, um, they get excited about it Yeah, because it's, it's something they can look forward to. Um, you know, if you're, if you're in, in retail and in the grocery business, you're a people person. We love interacting with people. We love seeing our customers um, and getting to go to a fire station and, and thank you all. um, But you know, break bread with you guys is something our stores look forward to. So when we put it out there to the stores to remind them, all right, it's time to time to reach out to your local stations. say, what do y'all need? You know um, in, in Houston for the longest uh, there was a lot of focus and attention on breakfast tacos. I mean, we were there at 5am starting making breakfast tacos. So, um, whether it's steaks, breakfast tacos, whether it's coming to clean, um, I think we brought a, a boa constrictor from the zoo out once, which I don't know. Oh yeah, I right. don't know why. I that, forgot about that. that no, terrifying. I was here for that.
0: <laughs> that that was weird. But so, anyway, you know, the, I don't know what happened. Some of, but, yeah. these,
1: some of these men and women have no problem running into a fire, but you put a snake in their hands, so yeah. Figure out. I, I
0: do remember that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, But it gives our team some creativity or t- to do the things they love. So you may have a store that you don't know has like. A master barbecue like some guy who's out there winning competitions and he says I'm bringing my smoker to the station see, that, so
0: that doesn't see I expect that right I'm thinking all of you all are <laughs> all like of that yes that. <laughs> I'm like everybody coming bringing steaks uh-huh. they're probably all like champion you <laughs> right. know world-class barbecue folks and um I you know you know it's it again it is there's so many reasons that all of us that live here love H-E-B everyone has a re- favorite reason but When you talk to folks in the fire department, we always start talking about the meat. And when we travel, you really realize when you go on vacation somewhere and you go out to a market Joe
1: right now is thinking, I wish I had a better meat market.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe he uh, he has a, I'm sure he has a, he has an expense (laughs) account somewhere. Um, yeah, Joe, um, Joe, we're talking about you behind your back. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, So yeah, so that's been the history, and 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 everyone in the department, uh, you know, obviously remembers all the things you've done. But this year, if if it was possible to go big or bigger, I wouldn't have thought until then. Somehow, we came up with this. And first of all, there are many stores that will be doing things one on one with fire stations leading up to September 11th. Correct. So if you are not on shift. This year, September 11th is a Sunday. Mm -hmm. If you're not on shift that day, don't feel bad because you're going to feel the love from H-E-B in some way. They've probably already called your station. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yes. And I know, cause they call here first uh-huh. and then they all want the number. And
1: we <laughs> Sorry know. That about that no, 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 that's great. It goes both ways. And everyone's so
0: excited. They're so yeah, they excited. Are, they are. Like, oh, I don't know if you're the person I'm supposed to talk to, but I'm from H-E-B. <laughs> do you know every year we do this thing called help me? Like, oh, yes, man. I know all about it. And, Woo! and it goes from there. But the announcement this year is that for everyone that is on shift on Sunday, September 11th, we are inviting you to bring whatever apparatus you're in. Yep. Drive over to the parking lot <laughs> of, the, are we doing this? The Alamo, Alamo. Dome. <laughs> and in the parking lot of the Alamo Dome will be some sort of H-E-B style, massive barbecue. I don't even know what y'all have on the menu, but I know we can
1: We can spill the beans. We're
0: getting out there at 6 a.m. to make sure things can get set up. Yep. And you're just going to drive through mm-hmm. and if it's just lunch for you or lunch for you and your crew in your apparatus, or you can pick up for everybody on duty at your station Yep, and take it back and go eat.
1: That's what we're doing. That's awesome. We're d- doing this massive drive through this year. We're really excited. Um, once again, you, you all, just because of the work you do, may have seen what we call our disaster relief units, um, our mobile kitchens. Y'all yeah. may have seen them out on the road um, during different disasters that HEB has had the, the, I say the, the honor of, of helping respond to right. really to be behind you guys, to keep y'all fed, keep you going. Um, we use those a few times a year for different things. We use them for our large initiative at the HEB Feast of Sharing. So those mobile units go on the road and, um, you know, through November and December, they cook 250,000 meals through those mobile kitchens. Wow. We can do like two thousand meals an hour in them. Wow. This, the kitchens are amazing, the crews are amazing. Well then this so, isn't even big is, for you guys.
0: Drop in the buck. I'm know, like I this is incredible. And you're like, Oh, we pump that out in fifteen minutes. We'll but
1: we're excited about our menu too. Okay. So we're Let, gonna, let's have it. You're right. We're gonna be at the dome on nine eleven on Sunday. Um we're bringing brisket. Wait, let's have Oh, are we getting <gasps>
0: Yes, Here's brisket, the brisket <laughs> yes,
1: sausage, potato salad, and beans. So, uh, you know, that same, um, meat that you've been talking about, Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll bring it out there, throw it on the, this
0: is happening though in the parking lot. Yes. So this will be being prepared before you're even on shift. Uh-huh. And then, uh, our hours are going to be 11 11- to two,
1: correct? 11 to two.
0: So anytime between 11 and two, again, as long as you're on duty, mm-hmm. bring any apparatus. That's why we did the Alamo Dome. Right. Maybe you get called out to a run. On the way back from the run, you're like, while we're starving, you can just drive through. Yeah. And so when we first had this idea, I thought, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to ask the Alamo Dome and because that was the only alternative. Like, mm-hmm. where else can we go where you could take any apparatus and, and just bring all
1: of our vehicles, you know, right. We, you got to do the set up and cook trailers, and then we got to yeah. have some room mm-hmm.
0: and we don't know a lot of people may come at the same time. Exactly. What are there like, you know, a whole bunch of rigs pulling up at the same time. Where can we do it? So we're pretty much, we were thinking Alamo dome or nothing, right? If not the Alamo dome, we'll have to, we'll think of something else that <laughs> HEB is going to do yeah. for helping girls,
1: but they said yes. It's so, incredible. We're so grateful for that.
0: Yes. So thank you, Alamo Dome. They're not here today for this podcast, but they said yes. And like immediately, it mm-hmm. was like within 24 hours. They're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Because it's you guys. But, but you know, yes, yes. I do agree that it, it's, it's easy easier, mm-hmm. easier. I got to be careful for the fire department in certain circumstances to ask for favors. Right. But this was a big one yes, because it it they, they got to be, you know, the security has got to be on top of it. We're getting out there early in the morning. There's going to be traffic. Um, you're asking for a place, you know, again, for your setup, mm-hmm. your volunteers to park. We need a big parking lot so that our apparatus can come through. Um, but, yeah, so Alamo Dome, thank you. So yes, big that's, that's going to be awesome. So, again, September 11th, anyone on shift – Come between 11 and 2. Obviously, it'll be easy to spot. I don't even know what parking lot we're in. I forgot. I think we're in
1: lot B, but you're right.
0: Not like you won't see it. Look for
1: the 15 HEB trailers. Follow the smell. Follow follow the the smell. smell. Exactly.
0: Um, And uh, between 11 and 2. And just whether you're picking up for yourself or, again, your crew or, again, everyone at the fire station or whatever it is, um, we'll be ready and you'll just grab all that delicious food and go um I suppose you could just move your apparatus uh oh I didn't (laughs) say that or you could just move your apparatus up in the parking lot and sit in the truck and eat if you want to I can imagine what how good it's gonna smell it's gonna be hard to drive that back all the way to your station if you're a little bit farther away so um that'll be awesome so anything else uh while we got you here
1: yeah I mean I know it's just a meal but I hope I hope you all know that that meal symbolizes so much gratitude from HEB for what you guys do all year long. Yeah, and I do think, um, you know, whether or not it's a stereotype or not, but um, firefighters have this this uh, stereotype, if you will, of of loving food. Of you know, hopefully some of them are good cooks, right? Like there's so much.
0: It's not a stereotype.
1: It's right. There's so much um, culinary exploits that happen in a yes. firehouse, and so yes. I think this is. It's always something I look forward to because I think there's so much commonality around food, and specifically, it's shared between HEB and our and our firefighters. Are now that you mention that,
0: though, you just set the bar higher for yourself. We do You're did. making brisket. It's
1: yeah, yeah, I know. Which I is know. not easy. Yeah, I've I even for
0: people that know what the hell they're doing, it's <laughs> it can be, it can still be a bad brisket day. Right. Right. So well we're expecting
1: i have confidence in our in our brisket yes. abilities but yeah. if not that's why the sausage potatoes and beans are in there
0: right you always have to have <laughs> yeah where oh, did you
1: get sausage exactly yeah, yeah.
0: awesome. awesome we're so
1: excited we can't wait to see everyone and just say thank you um and send a hot meal on y'all's way
0: yeah september 11th 11 to 2 alamo dome you and I will be talking soon. Can you believe I'm about to have our first meeting for the toy drive? I for the holiday toy drive? But we're ready. Would you guys make that it's, possible as it's well? It's already
1: the holidays.
0: H-E-B, is there anything they don't do?
1: Y'all are special.
0: I thank you for coming all the way down here. I want everyone to hang out for a few minutes because our brother, Albert Pedroza, back from double lung replacement, back in the office for the first day today, is coming up next on SAFD Heat. So, this is a great day. I, I told you a few minutes ago, <laughs> this sounds so stupid, but it was like Christmas morning for me. I got up super early and rushed in here for your first day back at work. Thank you. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, our brother and a walking miracle... In my eyes, uh, Albert Pedroza is back with us after... Did you say it's been six months? A little less than six months. Gosh, darn. I know.
2: It actually hasn't been that long. I mean, considering everything that happened...
0: Now it's like you never left. It's like when you come back from vacation. You know what I mean? Like You feel like you're gone from the office for so long and you come back in for 10 minutes, it's like you never left.
2: I mean, looking back at it, I mean, considering everything that happened, six months or less than six months is a very um, amazing turnaround as far as what happened. Right. Uh, From uh, going on disability, uh, working to get on a transplant list, getting on the transplant list, getting a transplant, um, and then going through a recovery and then coming back to work in less than six months. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I feel good. Uh, Everything's working. Uh, Like I said, the only thing that's not... Uh, settled is my sternum and that's just mainly because mm-hmm. uh, I was active from the day after my uh, procedure. Um, most people are still in bed, uh, you know, not re- you. recovering. <laughs> I was up and, and walking already, yeah. you know. And and for anyone listening that does not know. I had a bilateral lung transplant. So one at a time they were replaced uh, all within the same morning. Yeah. But typically what will happen is you know, I'll get cut open. Um, one lung will be taken out. One lung will be placed in the doctors will wait about an hour to make sure everything's running properly. It's working. Uh, everything looks good. No bleeding. And then they'll proceed with the second lung, pulling it out and then putting the second lung in. And you look good. Like your face, like you look healthy and rested. Oh, yeah. I mean, my lungs are pumping oxygen. Yeah. I need to be.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that's, that's horrible. Like, I don't know what I expected you to look like, but for somebody that went through what you went through.
2: Oh, I'm sure I didn't um, look good before.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah, sure. Near I, the
2: end, it was, it, it was sad. It, yeah, we, we, sure we all I felt for like you. a different person. Yeah. Yeah. My lungs were struggling towards the end.
0: I remember we had a conversation before you left. And we were just talking about, okay, you know, you need to get on the list and all this stuff. And like best case scenario, if everything worked out perfect, you were looking at early next year to come back. Correct. A Uh, lot of prayers for you. Yes,
2: yes. This journey started back in December of 2021. Um, That's when I had, I just... I was working one day, and, man, I was struggling to breathe. Uh, it was also one of those ozone days, mm-hmm. which is really bad for anyone with um, any type of lung disease uh, just because the ozone is, is just out of whack and just very unhealthy uh, for anyone to breathe during that time. Anyway, I struggled with that, and the following day I, I woke up, and I said, man, I don't feel well. And I, I always check my um, blood oxygen level, and it was at a 60 and it felt like it was at a 60 because I was not, I was not well. Like I didn't feel well at all. So I went to the emergency room and, and uh, I was admitted right away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then from that point on, the doctors suggested, hey, you know, your, your lungs are at uh, operating at 65%. You may want to consider uh, uh, getting on a lung transplant list. And it wasn't something that I had considered. Um, but at that point, I was like, I think that needs to happen.
0: What went through your mind, though? Was fear? <clears throat> any fear? I mean, that that's a hardcore thing to hear.
2: That was the one thing that I never let enter mm-hmm. into my mind was fear. Mm-hmm. I always had this uh, trust in God that everything was going to be okay. I, I always feel like if there was something that I really feared, I would feel it this wasn't one of them. Um, I knew that it was going to hurt. I knew that it was going to be a struggle. I knew that it was something that I wasn't going to be able to do alone. And that's why I, uh, reached out and I posted on social media because I knew that I needed prayer warriors. I, I knew mm-hmm. that I needed my family support, my friends support to help me get through this. Cause it, it, I, I knew inside of me that it wasn't a journey that I could do alone.
0: Right. Yeah. And your entire fire department family, everybody was stepped there. Up. It was amazing, as um, well as your own family, obviously, yes, and other friends that you have. But.
2: Yes, but but you know what? One of the things that's really important is there are times where I felt alone. Things felt very dark. Um, the I guess the outlook was grim, uh, and especially hearing what the doctors had to say. You know, as far as like waiting for a transplant, waiting for a match, and then once a transplant happen, it being successful, I mean, very slim chances of survival. Um, once they paint the picture, it's like, mm, okay, but I never really let that settle within me because it, it's something that they have to share with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also the possibility that it could be very successful. Right. In which case... You know, I um, experienced that. It was a very successful transplant. But during that time, it it could be very dark. And uh, I'm glad I posted to social media because people offered a lot of prayer, uh, inspiration. Um, They were very encouraging. I never felt alone. I always felt like I could pick up the phone and talk to someone. Um, And it's funny because even during that time, when i was struggling people were sharing things that were going on with them mm. and i'm the type of person that I, I i like to help as well yeah so i kind of put my situation aside and was able to help others as well and without even thinking about it man it it helped right. because it it took me away from my illness and allowed me to focus on others that were yeah. hurting as well because there's always someone who's hurting yeah. There's always someone who's going through something that's worse than you, um, and this was just kind of eye-opening for me because it's like, wow, you know, like these people um, are are blessing me, and I'm, ble- and they're looking at me like I'm blessing them by encouraging them yeah. or or helping them through a situation. That's the thing with service. It's very, very interesting, and it was be- it was a beautiful thing to experience.
0: Yeah. They always say you know when you if you are if you're a person that's ever been involved like with a ministry at your church or something like that and they they'll always tell you you'll get more out of this and then you always do god is always so great i think that it, it
2: was unique because um that shirt campaign that we had yeah uh, one of the, one of the shirts was iron sharpens iron i mean talk about people sharpening each other iron sharpening iron yeah uh I mean that what what we experience as a family, as a community, with the shirt campaign, with my journey, was very fitting with uh, with that Proverbs uh, twenty seven seventeen uh, as um, it, it reads um, as uh, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I mean, you're talking about uh, all of uh, the department. Um, participating in a campaign, uh, offering help, um, stepping up in any way they can. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. I mean that, that kind of love and support. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. I I
0: saw the shirt. Um, we've done a lot of t-shirt campaigns through the fire department through this office right here. And sometimes I'll see the shirts out in public. But for some reason i kept seeing your shirt and i know i wore it a lot and i would be in h-e-b and someone a stranger would just say tap me on the shoulder and say amen brother not even knowing probably you or anything about the fire department but just looking at the saying right someone of faith
2: i had people within a social media who weren't even associated with me or my friend or anything and were sending me messages from michigan new york Greece, wow! All, all these different—Canada, Mexico, all these different places—offering uh, encouragement and prayer. I'm like, that's how powerful this is. Yeah, I was, God, I was, I was just in awe of how beautiful the situation was. It was just a huge, huge blessing. The department has been a huge blessing.
0: Well, I told you before we started this podcast that the entire time you've been gone. People just randomly stop by our area here at public safety headquarters, which is not usual. Like you know how many days we'll go and no one ever comes down to we call it the cave down here because right. there's right. no windows like we're just we're just here in our corner. But I would just look up or someone would be knocking at the door and they just, "Hey, brother, uh, nice to meet you. I've, is this where Albert works or worked? Yes. We talk a few minutes. They just get caught up on how you were doing, and uh, when we got to the point where I started telling people that you were looking at coming back, you just see the joy. It's because it's still unbelievable. I mean, it's 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 just uh, it's amazing that you're sitting here right now.
2: And it's actually this month I will be. With the department, ten years.
0: Wow, be celebrating ten years. Now we said this in our first segment with HEB. We were talking about how in the fire department we're still babies. Ten years, ah, <laughs> you know, you know how it is here, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else uh, before we wrap up that um, yeah, you'd I just, like to say to? I just the,
2: wanted to share one thing. Is uh, I realize I'm blessed to be here today. Uh, I want to leave you with a little something I shared recently. Um, You can literally be here today and gone tomorrow. Be grateful, be humble, be appreciative, be kind, be loving. Stay safe, my family and friends. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you.
0: This has been the latest production of San Antonio Fire Department Heat. For comments or show suggestions, you can email us at firepio at sanantonio.gov.
1: Thanks for listening.